0: back to couple with you got a you know your boys back at it again griff whoo joining you as always gotta yeah we're gonna break down this weekend's card too i mean like we just gave a review if you want to check that out on youtube spotify apple podcasts we just reviewed the last weekend's card um the three title fight main you know main event ufc 259 now we've got what is this ufc fight night edwards versus muhammad I believe it's at the apex.
1: Bit of a um, B plus card, but it's got B- some good, It's got almost. a couple of. It's got a good. Few, yeah, it's got a couple of goodies in there.
0: Where's the plus coming from? Like, I need it. You're gonna have to.
1: The main see. event. We finally get to see Leon Edwards fight. Uh, yeah. Prelims headlined by Angela Overkill Hill and uh, Ashley Yoda. Nice. Yeah, we Angie. like that. We like that a lot. Beautiful and, Angie, I uh, love yeah, you. It's got it's got a couple of good fights on there. Angie, Angie Hill might
0: be. Maybe my favorite female fighter to watch. I love watching her fight. Mm. Um, Yeah, well, we can take it from the, you know, we'll go from the bottom to the top. I'm going to say from the, what is this? Just the prelims. It's not even early prelims. Not a lot happening. It's a very COVID, uh, I will not say COVID positive card, but like, you know what I mean? Like that that, you know, a run through that last year, we had some cards and then there was a lot of like, you know, very average cards going through just so that the UFC could make their nut at the end mm. of the year. You know, what I mean, they just threw fights together. You got what you got, and the prelims to this is kind of exactly
1: what I'm saying. Like this. Well, we did just I'm- come off one of the most stacked cards yeah. ever, so naturally yeah. the next one's not going to be as stacked. It's but like I do. I do have faith in the cards that you know don't seem as yeah. exciting yeah. or eventful on paper that they do actually pan out and kind of deliver.
0: Yeah, now that we've said it too, I bet you anything, it'll just be finish, 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 sub, yeah. knockout, whatever. Um, Dude, Angela Hill's getting a wheel
1: kick knockout.
0: Yeah, poor Ashley Yoda. I've never really seen much potential in her, but like, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, it's you know what it is? Like, you know when you have WrestleMania and then you get Monday Night, uh, Monday night Raw? Like, sometimes Monday Night Raw lives up to the hype of WrestleMania, but other night, uh, you know, a lot of other times too, you'll have a really kind of like, The come down from such a huge card is, well, we get short notice Bilal Muhammad versus Leon, who hasn't fought for two years, Edwards. So
1: that's what we have.
0: Um, Starting off the card, Matthew something, what did you say it was? Jedi uh what semi the jedi
1: um okay. unless it's semi the jedi which doesn't okay. make so i never, sense. I didn't watch him fight
0: but i've seen jason witt fight so you can tell me a little bit about matthew semi the jedi and i'll tell you about jason witt and we'll All see right, what you go done. first witt i believe he's only fought twice in the ufc from what i've seen i saw him debut i think it was against short notice against takashi sato and got um i believe it's takashi sato right um while to wait he got ko'd but short notice it's Hard sometimes, you know, like you have to just take the opportunity when it's presented, and you don't get a lot of uh, um, time to prepare for who you know who it's going to be, so you kind of just have to make sure you're ready, take the fight. He's actually a pretty big welterweight, so he looked like he looked like a brick shit house to me. He was like that Scott Holtzman build, like he just looks like he's made out of a ton of bricks, yeah. Um, and then he bounced back and he got a knockout win in his last fight. I don't remember who, but I remember seeing it, so he's one and one. 18 and 6 though, which is actually a pretty decent record, though. And I think Semi the Jedi, who he's looking at here, is seven and two. So I think he has about almost two and a half to three times the fight experience mm-hmm. as um as this fella. So I mean you're gonna have to sell me on semi, otherwise I'm going with Jason Witt.
1: Well, I've only seen him fight once, and it was a while ago. But if I remember, it was against Carlton Minor, who okay. I don't know, he's not he's not a huge name. We know this, but I remember semelsberger putting on a, a pretty decent clinic it, it felt like uh carlton was getting pressed up against the fence a lot and you know Real physical kind just, of fight yeah like, just, ran, it like, just ran right through him
0: okay like was it sort of like a striking clinic or you just kind of shut him down just too much pressure too much output and just kind of smooshed him into the cage and
1: bit of both i remember the array of strikes was pretty decent but yeah he just uh he just ran him over and he um Pretty sure that was his first fight and only fight in the UFC until now. Uh, so yeah, it should be interesting to see how uh, he goes against someone okay. who has a lot of experience. True, well, yeah,
0: I look forward to it. Um, glancing over some of this card, I mean, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to say it's pretty much, yeah, hot, hot garbage. I'm not going to lie. I look yeah, at you that, might of, you I'll might watch... be able to
1: sleep in this Sunday morning. Yeah,
0: you know, I am going to have probably breakfast. You know, a nice cup of tea, stretch my feet a little bit, go and pat my dog. What are take we talking a-
1: about for breakfast? Uh,
0: for me, if I'm if I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, I'll go with like a nice smoothie. Like I'll blend up some porridge. I mean, like some sorry, some oats, mm-hmm. frozen berries, banana, protein powder, a bit of manuka honey and mix it up with either water or milk normally water just because that's that's pretty
1: much exactly what i yeah
0: yeah and and that helps me you know that that really gives me a fucking fat boost if i'm whatever if i if i'm feeling just you know a bit cbf uh with the breakfast and the effort i'll just whatever knock out a bowl of cereal or something i got what did we say like i think i meant to bring it up on the last episode but it might not have come through like
1: the abnormal amount of wheat picks that i eat like you said you could do what was it 16 or 18 leap bix what was yeah it? i would normally do three bowls of six on that's average. pretty fucked i'm not gonna yeah. lie i mean i i've done 13 as my most and i've had a witness there to do a yeah. test to it
0: i don't know what it is some somehow um it's an anomaly and i don't i can't explain it because i'm not even that big of an eater but like i would average like that was like kind of like my average amount. Like we were going through box of, boxes of big so quick. I just kind of thought that was normal. Mm. And then, you know, like even then, if, like if I wanted two bowls of six, like that would be kind of like if I, you know, if I was in a hurry, three bowls of six is like, now I'm fucking full and ready, you know, ready to do with my day what I want, you know, go watch some fights. I feel so, you. like
1: real quick my my ultimate you know as if kind of eat food eating challenge moment was uh when I well you can had, drink watching you drink is something i to can behold. drink but that's, <laughs> yeah that's for you got a stomach, stomach. That's, boys that's, got a stomach on it i and Thomasick, dude that's another yeah. story but i had the first time i had subway we were um this was when i was young i must have been about 13 and i you know back in the day you have to you have to go wherever your dad goes they can't like you're not ever left home alone or just for me anyways so, uh, I don't know, we're, we're off picking up sheet metal or tires or some bullshit. Yeah, Bunnings run. And he no, decides it's... to shout us lunch, yep. us being my sister and I. And uh, we I thought we were going to get Mac- Macca's or maybe KFC because we never got KFC. But he takes us into this store called Subway and uh, hands me a chicken teriyaki sweet onion with some cool. olives and spinach and whatnot in it. And I tried it and I could not believe yeah. what I was eating. Yep, I ate yep. three and a half foot of Subway that day. <laughs> and I puked. I puked all yeah. of it back up. I've had a subway puke myself. Um, yeah.
0: Damn, three and a half. So what? Three and a half I, foot. I three,
1: ate, three foot longs and a six inch. Dude? I ate my foot long? That's outrageous. I ate half of my sister's, half of my dad's, and then uh, you know, he bought a spare one for us like to take back home, and I ate mine on the way home. Jesus.
0: All right, all right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. As I said, maybe wheat picks is just a weird anomaly with me. And I, I have a pretty shitty story too. I should have probably saved it for the life from the couch studio. Shout out Doodle. Um, I ate Wheat Picks once, and I remember it was the last bowl of wheat picks I ever had. And I, I took the wheat picks out, put the put it in the bowl, poured my milk in, and I started eating. And I normally have it with a bit of honey. Like I have honey on everything breakfast, like literally anything sure. breakfast. I have honey. No sugar, no nothing, just honey. And I bite into it and then I look down, I nothing tastes out of the ordinary. And I look down at my bowl and there's all these like little green floaties and I'm like, like little small green floaties and I'm looking at it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. So I look down and I'm like, I don't like it. Like, you know, when you see something that, you know, is just a little bit off and you kind of, it just stops, it kind of completely halts your whole you know, your stomach just stops. You're like, there's mm. no, I can't, now I can't eat. Yeah, so yeah, I go over to the box. I grab another dry piece of wheat picks out and I go over into the sink and like crush it up. And I look in the sink and there's all these little green bugs just-
1: Oh, what in the like, jump- dude?
0: Yeah, dude, jumping around in the Fuck sink, off. just all like moving around. I was like, so just ate- probably like a full wheat bick and a half out of that bowl and that's what, the what was where like- you ever seen
1: them or just some sort of upper beak anomaly? An anonymally? Uh, anom- anom- anomaly anomaly jesus wait, um
0: i'm not sure what it was but like we're normally pretty uh tight at home here like with you know closing containers and like making sure like the bags have all you know got the air squeezed out of them the little peg on it and whatever oh yeah um i don't know what happened but those wheat bix must have been in there for a hot second because they had a whole colony of these little green bugs, and I've never had wheat bix since, unfortunately. Like, oh, even if-
1: dude,
0: yeah, fuck all that. Anyway, we'll go back to the fights. I mean, as I said, uh, once I've had that whole breakfast, I will come back and probably watch these prelims. But I'm not, j- uh, you know, I'm not chomping at the bit to watch fucking Courtney Casey and JJ Aldrich. I'm not gonna lie, and I'll tell you why. you got nine and eight. What's her statistic, Griff? I believe I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere statistically Courtney Casey you know she's still a fighter I'm sure so sure she's forgotten more about fighting than I've she's even learned kicked her ass. she kicked my ass but yeah. 9 and 8 professionally she has the lowest takedown defense average in the whole sport like no one has more like takedowns landed on them than Courtney Casey sure. so that's not good and I think JJ Aldrich She's not a grappler, I don't think, by any means. I think she's pretty, just pretty well-rounded, but she, I think most of her finishes have come from uh, striking, like TKO, punches, and then she's got a lot of unanimous decisions. So definitely not picking Courtney Casey. And I think she had a rubbery win over Angela Hill, but we'll come back to that as well. Um, other names to probably look at on this prelim card, if you're you you know, if you're watching intently. Nasrat Hakparast, always fun. Um, another... Sort of lightweight contender floating outside of the fifteen, looking to break in there. I don't think this is the fight to do it. Obviously, like I think he, his opponent was replaced. It looks like he's fighting like a, someone on short notice. He's
1: fighting an undefeated fighter with seven sub wins out of twelve.
0: What's it, Rafa or maybe Rafa Pafa. Garcia? I'm pretty Garcia. Pretty
1: sure. So yeah. So
0: we'll be interested to see. But Nasra Karpass coming out of um, is it All Star? Is it? I think it's all. Is it All Star Gym in Canada where GSP? TriStar, Tri-Star excuse me montreal there you go um i think he's out of that camp so he'd be training with kevin lee training mm-hmm. with gsp like they've got some i mean what's his name sahabi mm-hmm. not ariel hawani um i'm gonna pick Nasrat, honey yaya and ray rodriguez that's some like you got a long time vet at bantamweight versus i think ray rodriguez he must be coming off contender potentially because he's got mm-hmm. a gray photo normally means they're a contender series uh,
1: if they come off contender it's usually um it's literally like their photos in black and white, but this guy's yeah, black and a, white. Yeah, yeah. No photo whatsoever. So I'm guessing he's, I don't know. I oh, check on my it end, like. he has Ray
0: Rodriguez. Um, Charles Jordan's always fun to watch. I like, I, I will actually tune in to watch his fight. Um, I like Charles Jourdain a lot. Um, Marcelo, Roger, no picture. Haven't seen him fought, fight before, but I've seen Charles Jourdain and I've liked pretty much what I've seen so far. And we'll get to the headliner of that prelim card. Um, Angela Hill, maybe my favorite female fighter.
1: Yeah,
0: currently she. I love her. I she just is think, so likable. She's a. She's so likable, but b. She she's a real fighter, man. Like uh, last year through COVID, she fought everybody.
1: Great just story ready. too.
0: Just taking, you know what I mean? Yeah, great story. Just t- taking fights left, right, and center. Just signs on the dot. Doesn't matter who it is. I think she's basically the Jorge Masvidal of that division, coming mm. by like at least from what I can remember, I feel like she's won the last four decisions that she's lost. I thought that she won and yeah, I might just might just because it. I'm a homer, but I feel like she's had a
1: rough drop. For, the yo, Claudia she- Gadelia one was was rough. Shit. Yeah, let's have a look. What
0: what are her last few fights? Let me just pull those up because like uh, what does she got? So 2020. I gotcha. Michelle Waterson. I thought she won that fight. Gedalia. I thought she won that fight. She did win against Loma. Lukbumni. Uh, Hannah Cyphers, she beat. Going back to 2019, beat Ariana Kalnesolasi. Lost to Nan. I thought she definitely lost that one. Won against Jody Escabel, but that's a six and six fighter. Lost to Random Marcos Mm. by sub. So like, you can't really argue with that. She's out of rough roll of the dice. Yeah, but she's fighting everyone though. She's fighting every name. And and her story said, is great.
1: If you watch the Joe Rogan podcast with her, she got into Muay Thai super late and just kind of became a bit of a prodigy.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. I, th- I like her skill set. She's really polishing up her skill set. It's just, as you said, it might just be, you know, finishing ability like what Jorge Masvidal did. He was just a decision machine there for a while. Like he had all the skills, mm. you could see everything was there. It's just for whatever reason. He just couldn't start finishing fighters until he had that career resurgence in 2019. And I think Angela Hill must be close to that. I have a feeling she's going to have a similar run where like she'll probably beat Ashley Yoda. I'm mm. picking her to win. I've not mm. seen anything impressive from Ashley Yoda, to be honest. Um, And I think she should fight. Uh, what's her name? Lamosh from the last card. That'd oh, yeah. be that'd be fantastic. That's what I want to see. Anyway, um, line us up. We've got the main card now. And as you put it, Perfectly, it was just a B plus card.
1: There's a couple of good ones under I mean, there. B minus, open. I'd give a
0: B minus from other than the main event, which I'm intrigued, but I would have obviously been more intrigued had it been Leon versus Arms It. But that's fine,
1: mm. started us off. a lot of other people actually. But so we got Eric, your boy Anders, and your boy the, Darren the Dentist, Stuart. So this fight's going to be pretty cool.
0: The um, Dentist, always fun to watch. Your boy, always fun to watch. Can't your wait. Boy, for your boy's
1: thick, too. Your, yeah, boy's boy, thick.
0: your boy, your boy, thick man. He fought at light heavyweight, twenty pounds heavier, and de-
1: didn't look small. Mm-hmm. So he's he's got a big weight cut. And the dentist is a uh, he's a great fighter in his own right. Super technical, and he's not as big. But
0: the dentist is all hands. He, that's he, all he I've seen. Fight. Like he's got hands, man. Hmm. Dentist has hands. They don't call him the dentist for nothing. I think that's usually the only way he kind of loses is. Uh, you know, being taken down and controlled, I guess. But he's got hands. Eric Anders also has hands, but I haven't seen him fight for ages. I think
1: what was his last fight? Like Christoph. His last fight, I'm trying to remember. But he Is it got Christoph Chanko. I'm trying no? to remember. I remember he got shut down. His legs got eaten alive by. Somebody. Oh no 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 no! That wasn't his
0: last fight. That was Khalil Rountree. He'd had a couple fights since then. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. I think he fought Christoph Jocko in his last fight, but I could yeah, be mistaken. Okay. Um, that's a pick and fight for me. Toss a coin. Honestly, 50-50. Uh, That's according to your
1: Uh Yeah, to your Ooh. um,
0: Yes. Manel Cape. Quick turnaround from the Pantoja fight mm-hmm. against Matthews, Matisse Nicolaou. You seen him fight? No, but I've You're seen right. Manel Cape fight. And I think, mm-hmm. Mc, I think Manel Cape might have just had, in his performance campaign, uh, against Pantoja, it just kind of looked like he wasn't pulling the trigger. Right? Every now and then you get the octagon jitters. In your debut, let's have a look down the list of Epic fighters who are champions from coming over from other organizations who you know dropped the ball there, like Eddie Alvarez against Donald Cerrone. What about Jan? You know, like he had Jan. a rough,
1: he had a rough start to his UFC debut and uh Jan Yeah.
0: I thought he won against Latifi. I'm talking about I... in general. He lost more uh, fights yeah, than yeah. he won. Yeah, yeah. So we've had a bunch of fighters who uh, I mean, um, what's his name? Marlon Moraes came over from um World Series, he was the champion and stumbled. You know how to laid an egg, I guess you could say, in the um half Sun cell fight, but then he avenged that loss. I expect the same thing from Manel Cape. I think this poor Matisse is getting lit the fuck up on the feet.
1: And if you're gonna do it if there's any uh if you're gonna do it in any weight class, flyweight is a good weight class to you know stumble a little bit at first and then pick yourself back up. Yeah, yeah. And as I said,
0: like uh I, know I'm looking, I always feel stupid when I look ahead for these fighters, but Manel Cape. I think he beats Nicholas uh, Matisse Nikolau. Excuse me. I can't make the most technical breakdown. I, like if you if you want to go back and watch what Manel Capes cap- like capable of mm. striking wise, he's a wizard. He's very athletic, super explosive, long, sharp. He's fast. Um, I want to see him fight Kai Kara Kai France. He got a win as well. Um, hopefully, if he can get through Nikolau pretty quickly, they might be able to pair them back up again. But I'm pretty sure if Kai Kara France has to go through the same quarantine a wine mixer that fucking dan uh hooker had to then he's yeah he's going to be off the books for the next fucking 50 weeks or whatever it yeah. is six years we'll probably New Zealand see again. don't fuck
1: around with covid
0: yeah well it's a good thing we would um do all right moving on jonathan martinez davy grant bantamweight again as said uh, like i said in our last cast too man anything that's happening in bantamweight right now even if you don't recognize the names even if you don't know these two pay fellas, attention just got to pay attention man if, mm-hmm. if it says bantamweight on it pay attention yeah um that's all i'm gonna say i actually can not do
1: anything wrong right now
0: i'm sort of looking at this the same way like i've seen these two fight it's just i can't really put my finger on exactly you know it's one of those matches where i just wouldn't pick it I, i'm sure the odds makers might have a significant favorite there but to me um yeah I'd nothing's not grant. yeah i was gonna say not yeah i'd probably say davy grant too it's just nothing's jumping off page there at me like someone like for instance like Manel cape like i know exactly what he's capable of and i know that yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure i know what if he shows up what to expect was like mm-hmm. david grant jonathan martinez looks at like a very good matchup 12-4 13 and 3 good matchmaking i'm sure it'll be a fun fight mm-hmm. um now he's Ige, the, and this is where we get this is where the fun yeah, begins because the mother- these are some poker. these are some good fights right here mm-hmm. i feel like what i meant to say before the start of this um, main main card was as you said it's probably a B minus card but what it is is that it looks like it's everyone who's fighting here is either looking to get put into the ranks or hold down their ranking if that makes sense it looks like all of these outside of the main event all of these guys is floating anywhere between 10 and 15 mm. and it's just you know you, you, you're creeping up on a ranking I guess that's what it is everyone's just fighting to be ranked in the top 15 I think yeah no doubt Dan Ige has
1: been uh, protecting his spot for a little while now.
0: Yeah. And he, I mean, he's had a really good run, man. Like Mm. uh, I love fucking Dynamite Dan Ige, man. He's such
1: a nice dude. Great camp. Um, Is it Dynamite Dan Ige? Is it Dan's like 40K or 4K Ige or something like that? that uh, I think Dynamite Dan
0: Ige is his Insta handle. It could be 50K Ige. I think that's it. But I think Dynamite was his Insta
1: handle. So yeah, it is 50K. For, for bonuses,
0: well, he is. I one, mean, he's, he, he's a monster, man. Like, I love watching Danny Gay. He's like mm. just a little pitbull of like explosive everything. Like, he, he's mean, dude. Like, he reminds he, me of the
1: Pitbull Brothers. Yeah, he does. I sort absolutely. of see in his face. Yeah, I can
0: see that too. He's not as technically skilled as those guys or is anywhere near as good in jits, but mm. he, yeah, he has that same kind. He's cut from the same cloth. I love Danny Gay. Gave Calvin Cater a close fight. He, he got a split decision over Barboza, which I didn't agree with, but still you have Edson Barboza on your record. Fucking took it. Oh, what's his name? I always forget his name. The guy looks like Freddie Mercury with the mustache. Uh, uh, featherweight. Uh, uh, he's got the porn stash. I always forget his name. He, he, really athletic C- cat. Yeah. Um, uh, featherweight, is he ranked? Hang on. Let me just have a quick peek at this record right here. Mustache. M Bektich. Mesad Bek Bektic man he, he fucking put it on Mersad Bektich, man. Like he if you want to go back and watch a fun fight, you go back and watch Danny gay fight mesad bektic and just fucking overwhelm him with just insane volume pressure mean gets in your face man he's not afraid of anybody i love those kind of fighters who just yeah, me too. they're I the one who push the action dan
1: fights dan is just yeah. he will put it on you for a while it, yeah like he, he can go the distance
0: Look, he's not been given the best athletic gifts in terms of like <sighs> length reach anything like that but what he does have as he said like he's explosive he's mean he's just you know if you can take five rounds of punishment from calvin cater and not even get dropped Take your hat off, son. He ate all sorts of kicks from Edson Barbosa and shook him off. It's just tough as shit. And, um, yeah, Gap and the Motherfucker Tucker, as I like to call him. That's a name that I've trademarked, and he should definitely...
1: Take that name and put it take on. Take that
0: name, it. dude. He's the motherfucker. Um, and, he, yeah, 13-1. and one. I've been nothing but impressed with everything that he's done so far. Um, who did he beat? So he beat Billy Q. Fun fight, decision. That Billy Q's uh-uh. awesome. That was a great fight. And then he beat uh, Justin James, I believe, in his debut. Um, That guy's also like a gamer too. So, I mean, this is a big step up for Gavin Tucker. He must have lucked out or he has a really good manager to get a fight like Dan Ige. You know what I mean? This is a
1: very winnable fight for him too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good skills. Like, as you said, he's got a submission, first round submission against Justin James. So we know he can work on the ground. He kind of reminds me of that, like, a smaller Sean Brady in that build, not like fighting style, but he has I that kind it. of, he's, like he's that's built. kind of, he is, he, yeah, he is built. pretty built. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a little pit bull too, man. Uh, this is going to be a great fight. This is probably the number one fight for me outside of the main event. Like if you want to watch one fight on this card, that's going to be a fucking barn burner. Mm. Watch this Gavin, the motherfucker. We call him that for a reason. And he's fighting against yeah, dynamite dynamite, Dan, and Danny goes another one of my favorite fighters in that division. Can't do anything wrong by my, yeah. By me unless he fucking beats a woman or something i'm gonna love that guy or he gets so. an illegal knee tko yeah these are really close matchups man i'm having, actually having a bit of trouble here picking and like really breaking down skill for skill what i see in these cards and like what it is exactly that i think it's going to give the edge i'm, I'm gonna go with dan Ige, but would not surprise it's probably like 55 45 in terms of like I'm you, probably you know,
1: gonna take the motherfucker on this. One. Take the
0: motherfucker, yeah. I mean, yeah. as yeah, toss a coin. We'll see who comes out the winner on that. But tune in, everybody. Mm-hmm. As you said, if you're gonna watch one fight on this card, make sure you don't miss this one. I think it's going to be outstanding. Um, Featherweight has a lot of, of these great contenders too. You got Giga Jakate coming up as well. Mm. You know what I mean? You've got uh, Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell. Like there is a lot of hungry contenders coming up now, and there's a lot of these fighters who have lost. Uh, in the top 10 who need to probably hold down their rank in their position and you're going to see these Gavin the Motherfucker Tuckers you're going to see these Elia Tapurias and you're going to see these Thug Nasties and, and uh, Brian Halls and just you know the talent level outside of the top 10 at featherweight is you know very very good not quite bantamweight but still outstanding yeah. it's top three divisions right now easily yeah yeah I feel like this just the problem with featherweight is that everyone's kind of middling even in that top 10, they're all like anyone could beat anyone there. Anyone could beat anyone. And then you get right to that, like, there's a precipice cut off. Of the Yeah, there's a precipice where, like, you get cut off there, where you have Korean Zombie is, is you know, clearly a cut ahead of sort of that middling area. Josh Emmett, jo- I feel like Josh Emmett's sort of sitting right there. But then you said Ortega just blew him out of the water. Max Holloway just blew Calvin Cater out of the water. Am I so- a
1: fucking, am I? tripping bowls here or did i hear that uh jeremy stevens is going up to lightweight oh yes that I is true about that but, um i think he's fighting dracar is it dracar close maybe it might be actually actually is, i think that's exactly who he's fighting i actually forgot
0: about that hell yes dude mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh jeremy hasn't fought at 55 in years, years Jeremy in years. has to
1: be the most entertaining fighter that loses i that know like he
0: can't do any wrong like he loses fights But you're like, the UFC's like, there's no fucking way we're cutting Jeremy Stevens, dude. Mm. He's a, yeah, he's a special breed. I would have loved to have seen Jeremy Stevens against a lot of the featherweights still. Like, I know it's a shit cut for him, but there's still some fights there I want to see. I want to see him fight Korean Zombie. I want to see him fight, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Our boy, Shane Burgos. I'd love to see him fight Edson Barboza. There's still so much work there for him to do, man. Mm.
1: Um, Yeah, uh, he... I love Jeremy Stevens, but at the same love- time, you don't, you won't be mad if you see him pack on a couple extra pounds.
0: If he's not cutting the weight, man, he might be a lot. Yeah, it might be a lot better for him too. They've I think he's got he, a rig on him. He is a rig. He's got crazy power too. And what I think is great about him going to 55 is that he did do it earlier in his career. Like I know he had, he fought um Cowboy, and the size was a little bit hard back then, and it's still going to be a problem because he's not the biggest. Like he's a big featherweight, but there's, you know, there's a difference, man. The lightweight's way bigger. But um, I think one thing, and I know he's not even on this card, so we're not, talk- I don't know why we end up talking about him so much, but Jeremy Stevens has very good wrestling mm-hmm. that he very, you know, that he does not go to enough, in my opinion. Like, I know he loves to fight. He wants to win by knockout and be exciting. It's in his blood. He's a fucking savage. Mm-hmm wrestle though right be a mixed martial artist you can mix, mix it up, it up. Yeah. threaten the takedown so it allows people to lower their guard you know and, and it keeps them guessing do some yeah. stuff like that like fight a mixed martial artist fight you, we know that you can bang and we know that you're a savage and we know that you want to knock your opponent out but if he fights smart and you, you know if he's coached the right way he actually has a, a lot of very good skills I think especially the wrestling and his great dude his ground and pound. For anyone who's forgotten, you need to go back and watch Jeremy Stevens. When if he gets on top of someone,
1: oops, he's 100 yeah. violence. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. it's it's actually hellacious what he does to people on top. So, um, yeah, ask Paul what's his face? <laughs> uh, um, what's his name? Bold like Jack Voldemort, whose name I can't, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett, Jesus, I go blank. All the time in these podcasts they're fucking josh emmett man what he did to that poor man's face on top after he knocked him out and then Gosh. josh emmett comes back looking better than ever though that's true mm. but he's man his body is yeah the injuries list that he's had is getting to that dominic cruz level Kane mm. velasquez you know what i mean like he's been held together by fucking chewing gum and sticky tape and and you know not good i feel bad for him but i can't wait to see him back um but still yeah we'll, we'll see i feel like maybe that's that's both of those guys josh emmett or even jeremy stevens if he has no luck at lightweight dan egay versus gavin tucker winner could end up fighting one of those guys that's where you're that's where we're at with featherweight man that's why i'm so excited talking about that weight class mm. um featherweight is the there's the fucking juice right now or should i say the douche
1: sorry aaron <laughs> back to uh, our interview podcast on that one. Ah oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the co man. We got a light heavyweight fight. We got Misha Sirkunov and Ryan Span. Ryan Superman Span. Worst uh, tattoo though right? Worst tattoo. The There's a few bad ones out there, but it is in the top 5. Um
0: Ryan Span was on a very good win streak before he fought Johnny Walker. Hmm. Um and so was Misha Sirkunov actually, come to think of it. I think they both lost to Johnny Walker. Misha Sirkunov just yeah unfortunate with that one just ran into a flying knee happens um and ryan span nearly knocked out johnny walker until he didn't so that was strange that's what that's the difference between like what i tried to explain athleticism can't be taught and sometimes you fight a better athlete and no matter how how much better you are technically and skillfully you you make one small mistake you zig when you're supposed to zag and it's over and that's yeah. what sucks about fighting Johnny Walker. Cause he's kind of like the glass cannon of that division. Like you can hit him perfectly on the chin and he is going to sleep. But if you fuck up and you let all that loosey goosey movement get in your head and you, and you, as he said, you make a mistake entering and he hits you. It's like, you know, I don't want to make a comparison, but he's about as close to that like Francis and level power, light heavyweight man. Like he is, insanely devastating when he when he hits you so mm. ryan span fanned that out otherwise he was winning that fight i think
1: he was on like a seven fight win streak before that um i want to see ryan span come out with a bit more intensity
0: he yeah he is, the, he is like he's like that he's so
1: relaxed looks like he's just smoked yeah. a fat joint and yeah just decided to come in diaz style but he just comes out with no intensity
0: yeah real loosey-goosey style huh it's mm. just yeah yeah you're Too right confident. he is He's just kind of relax. really relaxed,
1: but like, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. Show
0: some urgency. Um, skillfully speaking, you know, he's not John Jones by any means, but like, he's got skills. He's got a nice jab, um, bit plodding footwork. He's very big though. He's like six five. So, but I just don't. He's not that athletic. That's That's the weird thing about it. He's big. He's big. He's, yeah. He's big, but he's not that athletic. He's pretty slow. He's got decent pop, but he's got nothing like spectacular power by any means. Mm. Um, I've never actually been impressed by Ryan Span, I'm not going to lie. Like he's there, but yeah, he's never blown my hair back. He has been racking up wins though, so that has to be said. Um and well, he's yeah, fighting, Serkinov, Serkinov,
1: a bit of a step up in competition, you'd say. he has got a bit of experience, very Said he has lost to uh, to uh Johnny Walker as well. Um Yeah, it's, I mean,
0: but Serkunov, I don't I, I can't actually remember what's his last fight but Oh, that's right. So he hasn't fought for, for fucking ages. His last fight was against Jimmy Crute in September 14th, 2019. So it's been a hot second for old Misha Surkinov here. Um, he's got some great wins though, man. Misha Surkinov, I think yet again, his chin's not the best. I think Volkan, mirror really like for whatever reason, Vulcan had just had that death touch in that run, that weird run. And I think it was like 2017 where Vulcan just kind of starched everyone for like Three fight win streak before he went I on. Remember that
1: Remember when Volkov, was,
0: sorry, yeah. Uh, he like was kind of like the Luigi from Super Smash Bros. where he just like yuck,
1: yuck, 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 and fucking just f-
0: fly forward and throw in weird shit and people would just die.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Misha Serkanov was the first one, I'm pretty sure. He's got a, he's fought the
1: who's who the last, yeah. Know, so listen six, to this, seven, though. Like, five.
0: he had like, um, Kudalaba, Laba, he beat Krylov uh, by submission. Lost to Vulcan. Lost, knocked out by a Glover. Beat no Pat Cummins. In knocked out by glove. Yeah, the glove man. The glove fits a lot of the time. Always. Um, Johnny Walker. What can you say about that? It's just unfortunate. He probably might have beaten Johnny Walker everywhere else in that fight, but just for whatever reason, just managed to eat a fucking flying knee from hell. It and happens. then beat Jimmy Crute. And Jimmy Crute's looked nothing but sensational since that I put loss. I've Ruvian
1: necktie as well. Yeah, so it's crazy. No he, fucking he, joke. He,
0: he, Obviously, Sir, Sir Kunov is built like the fucking Hulk. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen a more bricked up individual? He's as thick as, as it gets. So he's extremely physically strong. He's got an outstanding ground game. His ground game is almost second to only probably, as I said, maybe Glover. But they fight a little bit. They 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 have a different approach on the ground. But I think Misha's yeah. If he gets you to the ground, you're going to get tied up into a pretzel. And ask Jimmy Crew, you know what I mean. So I feel like Ryan Spann might not have the power to put like really knock out Serkunov. And I think Serkunov's going to drag him to the ground and you know do, pull a array on him. Just probably tie him up into all sorts of pretzels or ground and pound him until he's out. of that. I can see it happening. He is at a, a quite a size disadvantage in terms of height and reach. Mm. That has to be said. Like Ryan is a pretty big fellow, but as you said, he's not overly athletic, hasn't got crazy pop on his punches for someone that big. It's not mm. that fast. Mm. Misha is pretty clean across the board. He's pretty, yeah. t- he's got pretty good game across the
1: board, I think. I can see Serkinov being able to walk through, yeah, span's yeah. distance and then just, yeah,
0: hopefully. I think he'll probably shoot towards like a body lock. They'll have that weird hugging against the fence sequence, and I think mm-hmm. Serkunov will just kind of trip him out on the, on the fence and just drag him down into deep waters, and Span won't get up. Yeah, That's I agree. It... All right, and, yeah, main event. Not a big, uh, not a lot of consequence on that fight. Sorry, just saying before we move on. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like whoever wins that, this you know, who do they fight? There's not a lot of upside to that fight.
1: I think. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even really care. Like i'm not that invested um in either guy it could be yeah. anybody it could be anybody under
0: yeah i'd six, say winner ranking winner, six winner probably fights someone like a Devin clark or somewhere in that range i think mm. uh yeah moving on main event this is what we came to talk about this one
1: and, is worth putting your pants on for Yeah, there's a lot going into this and i'll let you lay it up for us <laughs> Yeah, so we got Leon Rocky Edwards. He's on an eight-fight winning streak. He just beat RDA. And uh he's fighting Bilal Mahmoud, who just fought. Wait, what's his who did he just fight? Diego Lima. That's right. Yeah, any any Not Douglas Lima. Not <laughs> absolutely not Douglas yeah. Lima. Destroyed Diego Lima. I'm pretty was it a 30-27 or was it 29-28? I'm pretty sure. I it think
0: it was 30-25. 30, 25,
1: 30 I 25. I think,
0: yeah, I think he dominated through uh, you'd have to check that out for the scoring. But so Bilal Muhammad fought, yeah, Diego Lima in his last fight a couple of weeks ago, actually. It wasn't too long. And then now he's been able to capitalize on a sh- short um, short notice opportunity to fight Leon, who has been, I mean, we could spend the next half an hour talking about the, the fucking, the chronicles of Leon Edwards going after that he RDA fight.
1: The, he has had a rough road the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. He has just he not just needs to, fight to get now. a fight. He's been calling out everybody. No one wants to fight him. And he's gotten, remember the name, Bilal Muhammad, who in his last fight really showed that he could mix it up. Yeah. he, did, he did Bilal Muhammad's all. looked
0: nothing but spectacular for a while now. Like he's not, how I look at Bilal Muhammad is he's, I love, I love fighters like Bilal. And I'll tell you why. Not, I, and I go, I go on about this a lot. Cause I, it does remind me of myself. Um, Actually, no, it doesn't. But it kind of does, uh, and I'll right. explain. Not athletic, no athletic advantages there. It's not explosive, not overly powerful, not overly fast. But what he is is hardworking, grinding style man. Like what for every shortcoming that he has in athletic gifts, he makes up for for hard work skills.
1: Hundred uh, percent.
0: Being yeah, just technical uh, precision in everything that he does. Hard work ethic. I think he comes out of the Duke Rufus camp. I'm not, if I'm not, mis- is he? I can't remember. I swear he trains with Felder, but that could be wrong there. I'd have to double check because I feel like Sean Brady also fights in that camp. And I thought Sean Brady just called him out. So maybe they don't train. One of them doesn't train at that gym. But below, he's, He's only lost a handful of times. I think these two actually have the same record. I think it's They're something like 18,
1: 18 and 3.
0: 18 and 3. But I, I do feel like Leon has faced a better competition mm-hmm. um, and he's beaten the better names. But Bilal, when he beats these guys, it is really well-roundedness that wins. You know I mean? It's pressure, toughness, greediness, gets in your face, beats you up, takes you down, beats you up. Wherever you are, you're not comfortable in the ring if you're fighting Bilal Muhammad, if that makes sense. He's not a beautiful... Um, you know, nothing about what his style is, is, is pretty to watch. Like he's a grimy buzzsaw of a fighter, man. He Mm -hmm. walks right into the fire. Um, he pressures, he had a great fight against, and a outstanding game plan against Lyman Good, former Bellator champion, just Mm -hmm. beat the fucking brakes off of Diego Lima, who's the brother of a a Bellator champion, Douglas um, Douglas, that's right. The, The, you know, not comparable, but still has to be mentioned. Um, and I'm, look, I'm super happy for Bilal Muhammad. If anything, I'm going to put the shades on for this segment right now. He loves his Ray-Bans. He like, loves his fucking, I yeah, love he it. loves some shades in, the, in mean, the interviews and weigh-ins.
1: For what he lacks in an exciting style, he makes up for in likability. Like if you yeah. hear this guy talk, if you hear the way yeah. he yep. talks about his love for fighting, it, it's hard yeah. not to like the guy and become a fan.
0: Yeah, man, Muslim fighter as well, representing.
1: Yeah. Um, Well-represented.
0: Like yeah, just re- representing the culture, the religion, um, the the hard work ethic. And they love
1: it too. He's well-liked. There's, there's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. Muslim um, this is fans why we rep- of sheiks and everything that yeah. just love watching Bilal fight. This is why we remember the name, right? He wants to be remembered.
0: in, And as you said, this is a big move, man. You want to fight a number four-ranked welterweight, on mm. short notice, you know, when he's not beaten anyone else that's ranked yet. And you know, he's on a, a bit of a tear at the moment, but this is a huge step up in competition for Bilal,
1: I believe. You no know, shit. He's ne- you saw the he's... photo of of Leon Edwards recently that he's Le- looking. Yeah. Looking juicy. He's, looking, he's looking juicy. He's looking aerodynamic, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. No shit. He looks like a fucking beautiful sail on a <laughs> on a nice boat. You know what I mean? It's just all of the fucking. Those tree trunk legs that he's got going on now. He's looking
1: like a statue made out of marble.
0: Yeah, he looks good. It's probably the best shape I've I've seen him in with the Mm -hmm. photos that we've been seeing lately. But I mean, as you said, like shape is not everything, but it looks like Leon has shaken off the COVID that he had. He's finally in a mindset to fight. He he was scheduled to fight, Harmsit, Shemaev for a while. He got COVID, Shemaev got COVID. Way back last year, and I think about April or May, he was meant to fight Woodley. That fell apart because of, you know, the lockdowns and the COVID. Yeah. Um,
1: and he would have smoked Woodley too, based on what we've seen. Yeah, based
0: on what we've seen now after the, Kamara Usman, I think he was meant to be what the next guy after Kamara to fight him. Is that right? I thought he was actually gonna be. Yeah. So it was remember it was Kamara, then Gilbert, then Colby. And that was his last three, but it was meant to be Kamara, And then it was meant to be Leon, but then Gilbert Burns got that opportunity instead of Leon mm. to fight Woodley. And then obviously he capitalized and went on to get a title shot. But after we've seen the last three performances against Woodley, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take a pretty solid guess that um, Leon would have gotten the rub from that fight and walked into a title fight. Mm. Um, let's go over the dynamics of this fight. As we said, we've got a kind of like a, a good, well-rounded fighter who has like a really kind of methodical, pressuring game, grimy sort of fight. They both kind of fight the same though.
1: They both have that. I think they do.
0: You reckon? I think it's very similar. I disagree. I would say Leon is a much more of a striking specialist. He's got, he's got out, he can grapple. And we saw that with the RDA fight. He'll take it to the, he'll take the fight to the ground if he wants to. And he'll, he'll scramble, he'll wrestle. He'll do a bit of this, bit of that. But Leon's an outstandingly, well-rounded fighter too but i think that his striking the way he he utilizes his his reach his speed is off the charts he's out he's got a a crazy he's got like a laser left hand he's got this crazy elbow that he uses exiting the clinch he's got excellent kicks excellent timing excellent distance management and i think balal is going to wade into deep waters very quickly if he tries to just kind of Bulldozed into Leon the same way that he has been with all these other guys. Yeah, so,
1: Muhammad's going to have to, he's going to have to really have to take him cha- down. He's going to have to turn the chainsaw on early and he's going to have to, yeah, yeah. he's going to have to take yeah. him down and he's going to be the one who's going to have to take him down into well, deep waters. Leon has never really had the best
0: takedown defense.
1: But in
0: saying that, in two years off, I'm sure he's been training a shit ton of wrestling defense for Chamev for one. He can two, sprawl, been, though. He can sprawl. I can mean, sprawl. and he, he has a good game off of his back as well. It's mm. just, Um, RDA didn't even sniff a takedown against Leon Edwards. And I mean, RDA can wrestle. I think RDA wrestles and kind of fights similarly to Bilal. Um, You know, maybe even more technical than Bilal. Bilal Bilal's just a bit bigger. And I think, yeah, Leon shut him down pretty easily. And I think if we're going to expect, Leon is, he was only 27. So technically he's 29. So you're actually thinking he's a lot more older and a lot more of a veteran going by his age, but he's actually not even 30 yet you know what I mean? So he's still even coming into his physical prime. And as, as we saw with the last photos, um, that he uploaded, he's had some
1: time off. He's able to do, um, to focus on the things that he needs to, how do I put it? He's had time off. He's had time to train. He's had, I mean, he hasn't had ring time, but he's been sick, but he's just, he's going to come in hungry. He's going to come in hungry. He's going to come in, in great shape. And, uh, I don't know. I just, Sometimes they come back after a, a long layoff and they look better than ever. Like yeah, Brian mean, Ortega, prime, dude. Prime example. Yeah. 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 Well
0: done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I expect that. That's exactly sort of what I'm, I'm expecting here. I love this opportunity for Bilal. I think this kind of sucks for Leon. There would have been a way bigger upside if he had a fought Chumeyev, but I think Chumeyev would have had a, more of a chance of beating him. Um, I'm not really basing that off anything because Chumeyev has fought nowhere near the competition that Bilal has. Mm. But just from what I've seen have do in the short amount of time, I was pretty worried for Leon. Whereas I think Bilal's a lot more winnable of a fight yeah. for Leon. I'm excited for Leon because I believe Dana has said already if he wins this, he's getting a title shot. As you should I don't think I don't think Karl Usman's arguing with that either. Hmm. So it's win-win-win here. It's just as you said, like, as long as Dana has promised that title shot, because sometimes even then he might beat Bilal and they'd be like, oh well, you beat someone. Just ranked in the top fifteen, so you held down your place at number four. Now you have to fight Gilbert Burns. Now you have to fight some other killer. That'd be such I, a dirty move. Yeah, just be such a shit thing for nine, that to happen. That'd so be a I'm nine just, win streak. Yeah, well, we've seen it happen before, though. Henry Ferguson, dude. Ferguson, Charles Oliveira. Like, there's just guys who are sitting in that exact same position. Where the UFC just kind of don't, no matter what happens, they just do not want them to fight for the title. Um, I'm just, I'm so glad to hear that Dana has promised basically leon the title shot if he wins now i feel like by merit if below wins he should also be you know looking at a title shot but i just don't think that's going to be it like they'll if below wins he'll probably have to fight one more time i do believe if leon wins you can't argue with a nine fight win streak and a champion who says he's keen to
1: fight leon again so yeah edwards has done everything right He's gotten yeah. got sick sure but he's done absolutely everything right yeah. and he deserves <laughs> it if he wins fucking, if he wins this
0: fight he deserves it we know got this. dunked on by the ufc there for a while you know they try to offer him bullshit fights this is another i'd say this is kind of a bullshit fight offering but he has to take he just wants to fight so as long as he has been promised the title shot after this i'm happy but you, you know how it's been as you said nine fights to get to a title shot at weltsweight is pretty man. crazy Shut the front door yeah it's crazy um I will see. Very excited for this fight. As I said, I, I I'm just I just want to celebrate with Leon. That's what I want. I want to see. I'm done bagging on Leon. I kept so I was not on his side of the fence for a while there with the whole like you know I'm don't I don't want to fight anybody. I just want to fight for the title. I should be in there against Gilbert Burns. Blah blah blah. I think yeah. once he conceded to like all right, well I'm gonna take the hype away from Chimaev. If this is what you guys want, you're gonna unrank me so that I am forced to fucking. You Know strong arm did the fighting, Chimea, yeah. and, and it's now not I like don't even get that it's fight. Not like he,
1: it's not like he didn't step up to the plate, he did, yeah, he, he, has was, now. he was going to do it, so yeah, Give he him-
0: stepped up now. I think this is a perfect proving ground to say, All right, it's my turn now, like it's my time. If he runs through the like I think he's going to, um, hopefully we'll see him against Kamar Uh, that's th- that's what's fair. And then you do Masvidal versus Colby. I swear to God, though, I swear to God, if the UFC deny Leon this title shot and they go with Jorge Masvidal instead of Leon after he just lost, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, the champ wants to fight Jorge because he makes more money mm. instead of fighting Leon. I'm going to be so mad, dude. Fuck all that. Yeah, Fuck all well. that. <laughs> dude, dude, yeah. All I can say I, is- th- yeah. I
1: think they'll give it to him. I yeah, think hopefully. Will. Hopefully because I, okay, well, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, Usman's fought- uh fucking edwards before so
0: yeah and he knows what's up he said that he's one of the only fighters he knew that he couldn't mentally break when he was in there with him Mm -hmm. he said even though that was a pretty one-sided fight he said like i knew that leon was not mentally broken as i was you know crushing him so Mm -hmm. i would watch that again i think it goes the exact same way but i just think leon does deserve the shot and i think kamar usman deserves to you know at this point in time, he's just going to have to start rematching everybody because there's no fresh matchups for him. Outside of Kiesa and Wonder Boy. he's beaten everyone else. Except for Bilal. I guess if Bilal gets in there too. So we'll see. Hmm.
1: Well, there you have it. That's the card. All right, man. Bit Here's of a B-plus card. card. Uh, you can sleep in if you want, but make sure you catch that. headlining yeah. prelim, Ashley Yoder and Angela Overkill Hill. She is a... I'm actually digging the Predlocks. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I dig those. Yeah. I dig
0: everything she does. Yeah, I love her. Um, all right, man. That's fucking always good conversing with you. I'm glad we're pretty much on the same wavelength through most of that. Um, yeah,
1: dude.
0: I'm sure. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get a breakdown out to you guys. Um, probably after the fights of Sunday, maybe like Monday. Some somewhere along there, we'll break it down. Dude, what happened? Babe. Where did we go right or wrong with our picks? And um, yeah, look forward to more of these. I guess we'll do. We'll be doing fight predictions and fight breakdowns before and after every card for probably. next forever so tune in get rid of us dude yeah check out our last video we did as you said at the start of the potty we did break down the fights from last weekend um and what we our thoughts were from top to bottom so if you wanted a pretty detailed run through of what went down on that card um we also did a fighter interview last week with the boys from xfc who had uh eren and khan come in uh graciously give up some of their time they are in fight camp at the moment so to come in and chat to us and just you know, very you know, yeah very
1: informative podcast. awesome
0: man it was sick i think that's our best work to date um yeah look forward to chatting to you again brother and i hope you have a good night you too man all
1: right peace out peace